0: To On the Block with Stricken Bach on 937 The Ticket and the Ticketfm.com.
1: Wrapping up things here on the block, it is time for hitting the hardwood with Strick as we go through some of the top storylines and uh, stats here in the NBA. Uh, first, I, I think maybe cleaning up this segment a little bit. I want to start to uh, to give some scores uh, from the previous night as well as uh, some of the stat leaders and some of the things to look forward to tonight. Before we get into our topic. so kind of the big games um, from last night. Maybe uh, Strick will have you to react to these as well. Um, is that the Bucks uh, triple double from Giannis? They uh, Beat the Wizards 112 to 98 for their 32nd uh, victory of the season. The Warriors outlasted the Spurs 124 to 120. Uh, so the Warriors now have 39 wins. Jordan Poole leading the way there for the Warriors with 31 points. They weren't playing with uh, all of their best players. And then the Suns continued their incredible season uh, with their 41st victory of the season 121 to 111 over the Nets last night. So some big moves made there tonight. On as far as the uh, national TV schedule, Memphis heads to the Madison Square Garden to take on the Knicks and of course Memphis have been one of the great surprises of the season so far and then the late game tonight at nine will be Denver and Utah a a rivalry that has been pretty good in the playoffs the last couple of years so out of all of that anything stick out to you
0: well I mean obviously it's just it's been pretty consistent I mean the teams that are supposed to win are winning and um there's going to be a little bit of up and down. And and again, you said it right there. I mean, the Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies are probably one of the most exciting teams to watch out there right now. Um, it's interesting what they put together, what they're building and, and watching them execute it. I mean, obviously the Suns are very dominant and, you know, they, they won their 11th straight game. So, you know, th- those are, those are phenomenal wins. And, and, you know, obviously the Spurs are down a little bit and, uh the warriors felt like they were short-handed and to be able to go on the road in the west and still pull out a win i don't care what it means it's still a win it keeps you on par with uh, what the Suns are doing down there phenomenally at 41 and 9. you know going into the all-star break week uh the all-star break month so uh there's still some changes to be made there's gonna be probably somebody making some big moves Uh, I think that's the thing to keep your eye on where the moves are going to be made and and what teams are going to be trying to get better as they make those moves.
1: Yeah, the trade deadline approaching, so a lot of interest, especially kind of around the Lakers or, you know, some of those competitors, what are they going to do to bolster their roster, get that kind of final uh, big key weapon before they head into playoffs and then of course, like there was last year um, there's the kind of the period after the trade deadline where guys get released and and kind of move and go and play for the Nets or the Warriors or whoever, so uh, it's never quite done right after the trade deadline um, because some of the top teams usually get the buyouts but um, it is kind of funny, you can start to kind of picture the playoff setting. Let's go to some of the leaders now uh, in the NBA up to this point. We'll just do a top five here in some of these categories and and talk about what kind of sticks out. Uh, First of all, points per game, uh, always one of the favorites for people. Kevin Durant currently leading the way with 29.3. He's one of three players averaging 29. LeBron James averaging 29.1. So the usual suspects there. Joel Embiid may be uh, having a part of an MVP season after being in contention for it last year, also averaging 29 nine, um, 29.1 Giannis with 28.9 and Trey young on the, come up with 27.7 points per game. That's huge.
0: Yeah. Trey young is getting it done down there. I mean, I think, I think he got a taste of what it felt like to go deep into the playoffs. And and now he's like, shoot, I've got, I've got to do what I got to do, baby. We need to, we need to, we need to stay in contention. So that way we got a nice little run at it again. I think he likes what's going on. He's definitely a tough one to to manage and to deal with and uh you know he looks he looks like uh, a Steph Curry 2.0
1: yeah, and and we'd love to see him in the playoffs again. His team's twenty four and twenty six, so they've got uh, some work to do. They got There's, some work to do. Yeah. they got some work to do. And, the, and the, you know that goes along with the Knicks at twenty four and twenty seven. The Celtics right there in the East at twenty seven and twenty five. Technically, the the Celtics and the Hawks would be in that little play in game or whatever that they that they've done last year. So um, you know it extends to ten teams being able to make it. But um, some of the teams that you kind of expected or you know made runs last year have a little bit of work to do. And Atlanta is right in that category. Uh, let's go to the top assist men in the NBA. No surprise, Chris Paul with 10.4 assists per game. Still getting it done. James Harden with 10.1 out there in Brooklyn. We mentioned Trey Young. Um, maybe what what's uh, undervalued about his game is the fact that he does uh, annually, you know, he's a top five type of assist guy with 9.3. He's number three right now. DeJounte Murray has 9.1 as he's taking on a bigger role in uh, in San Antonio. And he also leads the league in steals per game with two. So he's kind of an a, mm-hmm. a up-and-comer you got to look out for. Luka Doncic Doncic is uh, running out the top five in assists with 8.9 assists per game.
0: Yeah, and, and I think a thing to watch for uh, DeJounte Murray is the fact that he is a huge piece, right? It's going to depend on do they want to give him the bag. Obviously, you and I both know that San Antonio has to do it by way of their draft, and they have to do it by way because it is not a uh, by way of their G they're drafting their G because it is not a destination place that people were just looking to get to is San Antonio. So therefore they've got to decide on if he's going to be that guy for them, or they're going to create and and make room to get pieces by using him as bait coming up in the, in the, in the trade deadline. So (laughs) that's something to watch with them there.
1: And DeJounte Murray has one of my favorite tattoos in the league on his shoulder it's just, it's the ugliest face. It looks like a prison tattoo of maybe a ninja turtle or something, um, but it's just the ugliest face on his shoulder, and he's, he's sticking to it, though. He's not covering it up so far. I, I guess he likes it, and I kind of like, you know, there's some, like, dogs or pugs are out there they are so ugly they're cute. I mean, I think that that's kind of what his uh, tattoo is, but do you ever give uh, crap to your teammates for some of the tattoos they got, or is it uh, their body, their choice?
0: Well, the crazy thing was is that there were tattoos, but they they're not as crazy as they are now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like people had them, but it's like whole body sleeves, necks, uh, ears, ankles, toes, calves. It's the whole thing now. You maybe saw one on the calf, maybe one on the shoulder, but they yeah they went buck wild with it.
1: Yeah, and so uh, and, and I always say with tattoos, like, you know, do whatever you want with your body for one. And then the other thing is people will say, oh, that's a bad tattoo. Well, if you have like, you know, if you have like 15 tattoos, it's not that big of a deal if you have a bad tattoo. If you have one tattoo mm-hmm. and it's that one bad tattoo, well, then maybe it's uh, it's a bad deal. So uh, my uh, my fix for that is just get more tattoos and try to cover that one up a little bit, I suppose. Yeah. But he likes it. I, I think, I
0: like I, I think Bach one to look at is, is Miles Turner, you know, oh, yeah. with his three blocks. I think he's one to look at Also in the trade situation, that's going to possibly be there. Uh, Sabonis is balling out of control. They've got pieces. If they want to revamp, rechange, they've got pieces that they can make moves with. Uh, So that's one thing to look at uh, on that side of it. And obviously, the next one is, you know, Nikola, Nikola Jokovic is doing what he do, but Rudy Gobert, Utah is missing that 15 rebounds. Yeah, they want that. 15 rebounds. Regularly. Good. Regular
1: My goodness, that's, a, Regularly. that's averaging. That's not, you know, on a, a night that that's a good night. Averaging. 15 points or 15 rebounds per game for the stifled Tower out there. You know also know that he's blocking shots. He's third in the league in that with 2.3 blocks per game. About 20 seconds though to run it out here. That was hitting the hardwood on the block here. We will be back tomorrow. Ticket weeknights coming up next though. Mark Onweiler actually leading the way uh, for uh, coming up here uh, with the with the teammates hour. Then a uh, rip in with Raf will be after that, and then Nicklin Hames and Kenzie Knuckles of the women's volleyball team. That's all coming up next here. That's it for. On the block, we'll see you tomorrow.